the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, where every week we examine whether, as Benjamin Franklin said, can we keep the republic? My name is Greg Britton with my co-host Don Dix in studio, not in his undisclosed bunker. And uh, Yahoo! Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great to see you. Good to um, see you. We we got foiled by rain, by the storms that are hitting Southern California. By the way, there's a very uh, beautiful upside to all the rain, and it's on display if you head south on I-15 on the east side of the freeway. An amazing display of Mother Nature. The California poppies that have sprung up as a result of all the rain are absolutely magnificent. I went down to Temecula. Last weekend, and went down, drove down that way, and oh, I, I never knew that. I mean, you've heard about poppies up in the high desert area, Antelope Valley, but I never heard of them being down there. But yeah, you're right. It was just the whole hillsides were just these orange, with, with uh, covered with poppies, and that beauty apparently completely disoriented many individuals that were traveling south on the I-15 or north or driving past it because people were getting out of their cars and like some sort of a uh, alien call, they were just blindly wandering into the fields of poppies like they were being summoned to some, uh, you know, call from Mother Earth. It was astonishing to me, Greg, when I got off the freeway, we went down to take pictures. As I'm getting ready to take a picture, there's a young lady who has decided to defy the signs and walk out into the middle of a field so that she could take a selfie of her in the midst of poppies. A park ranger literally had to go in and get her. And then when we were leaving, there were people that were had parked their cars uh, by the uh, there's a frontage road that you can get off on in order to gain access to this area. This one particular area, Lake, is the exit from the 15. And these people were literally walking through the fields. And I put a video on my Facebook page because as we're driving by, the park rangers who were overwhelmed, they were swamped. You talk about Donald Trump getting swamped. Mm. These park rangers were swamped, quite frankly. And what happened was... They were uh, trying to keep people from walking out into these areas, and they were right past the signs that say, please keep off. And I got a video of the park rangers escorting them out of these areas where they had put the plastic tape. Unreal how people completely didn't even pay attention to. And well, this, this yeah. was a mix of humanity. These were young people, old people, foreigner, you know, people from of of foreign mm-hmm. origination, and uh, Amer- you know, uh, people born here. It's a, it was it was incredible. Well, I know I didn't have time to stop, but it, it was it was really a beautiful sight, and it was so distracting. I saw people actually turning their gaze. The drivers were turning their gaze away from their cell phones to look at the poppies. <laughs> <laughs> it was that distracting. 
Well, I understand that there's supposed to be quite a display of Mother Nature out at Anza Borrego and off at uh, Joshua Tree, and uh, we hope to make the trip out there to see some of that. So there so, you go. So that's what I'm sure what our, what our listeners tuned into to hear about um, various uh, t- places to see California poppies in Southern, in, uh, in Southern California. Absolutely. In, in other news this week, there are as the, the deluge of illegal aliens crossing the southern border given the judges the various liberal judges rulings that says any illegal alien that crosses the border and, and says the word asylum is, is to be allowed into the country they were coming up here to see the poppies could be i don't know maybe could be i would understand it because the poppies are beautiful but you're right um, so there was there was there more more illegal aliens came in seventy seven thousand in 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 february than any time in the last eight to ten years and it's, only, and it's only going up because the people in Latin America realize, and you know, they, one relative comes up here and walks across the border and gets in, calls back to the family and says, it worked! Not only that, what's changed is rather than these groups of people coming up that are all uh, working-aged men, what, are, what, what is coming across the border now, the, car, the coyotes and the cartels have, have figured out the keys to the combination of getting these people into America is to present them as family units, not individuals, because there's a whole different... Uh, way of handling family units, and we heard a lot about that in the testimony that our uh, Secretary of Department of Homeland Security gave this week. Right. It was very, very good testimony. But before we get to that, it wasn't too long ago, Greg, that the government was shut down over this very issue. And the media, I'm still traumatized by that. By I know, you know, I'm still, I'm, I'm still working my way through that, like you. But during that that period where the media, remember Donald Trump from the uh, uh, White House gave that address and then a very stoic and over made up Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer gave a response to that. They were they look like that uh, iconic picture of the farmer and his wife standing next to each other. In fact, there were a lot of memes to that effect. But it was during that period that the media seemed to coordinate a talking point. And that it's talk- amazing how that happens. How do, how do all the mainstream media and all and the Democrats every day have the same set of talking points? Always. What, every, are, the, what are the odds? Every crisis, every issue that's big enough, they end up with a talking point. And that talking point was a manufactured crisis. And we have several montages uh, to as we kick off this conversation about uh, immigration and the border crisis so that we can revisit exactly what the media was saying back in uh, January. I think that uh, that address probably should have come with a, a Surgeon General's warning. It was hazardous to the truth. Well, there is no national emergency at the border. It's all made up. It's presidential fiction. Because there clearly is no emergency. There's no, there's no reason for this on border security ground. We don't have a crisis at the border. Nothing has changed on the southern border. If the war was such a crisis, why wasn't that a priority? So it's a fake crisis. The president is lying to the American people about a national emergency. There is no emergency at the border. It all depends on you know how you say there's a national emergency and a crisis at this moment when there wasn't one uh, before. What the president is doing is manufacturing a crisis. There's a crisis going on there and it needs to be dealt with in Congress. What is it a crisis just because you call it that? Now, though, all of those comments largely, Greg, were comments that were delivered by the media 
after the president gave his address where Chuck and Nancy responded. We have another montage that uses the exact words that were coordinated, uh, calling this a manufactured crisis by Donald Trump. President Trump must stop holding the American people hostage, must stop manufacturing a crisis. This president just used the backdrop of the Oval Office to manufacture a crisis. Folks, the president has manufactured one heck of a political crisis for himself. Donald Trump is manufacturing a national security crisis. You will hear them say Mm -hmm. is that this is a manufactured crisis. It's not a national security crisis. The big scam of the whole address was that there's a crisis. There's not a crisis. The notion that we have a crisis there, a security crisis, is absolute nonsense. It remains a Seinfeld shutdown. Seinfeld presidency. uh, All about nothing. What happens when there is a real crisis, when there is a real emergency? Does he take to the airwaves? Do we give him the airwaves? Do we believe him? There is not a crisis at the border. It's a manufactured crisis for the president to get a political win. He's determined to convince you there is a crisis at the border, even though an intelligence official tells CNN, quote, no one is saying this is a crisis except them. A lot of those voices you can recognize as being elected officials from Nancy Pelosi to others and, of course, media personalities like Don Lemon and uh, Cuomo Cuomo and uh, um, uh, the other fellow, Anderson Cooper. Uh, And this was what they were all parroting. It's a manufactured crisis. In addition to the 77,000 that were apprehended, and see, see now the illegal aliens, they turned themselves in. To border patrol. They don't try to avoid the border patrol. They turn themselves in because they know that under our laws, as interpreted by liberal Democrat judges who understand the importance of open borders and unlimited immigration to the Democrat Party, all they have to do is they get released into the country. And they can get they can work. They can get on they can get on welfare. Eighty percent of illegal immigrant households access one or more welfare entitlement programs. They get their health care paid for by U.S. taxpayers, education for their children paid for by U.S. taxpayers. Uh, when they commit crimes, which they do in a much greater proportion than do Americans, we, we pay the cost of that. And you know, they, get a, they, get a, they get a notice to appear at a hearing in four or five years. And most of those people, don't even, they don't even show up, for, they don't show up for their hearings. That's the status of what it is. And Gallup did a survey of people in Latin America. And 5 million people plan to come to America in the next 12 months. And why shouldn't they? They're allowed in. I think their survey showed that there were roughly 50% of the people they surveyed said that they wanted to head up to America. And so they extrapolated what that total number would be from the survey and ended up with that 5 million. Well, fast forward from then to now. New York Times says border is at the breaking point one month after they did a fact check that claimed that there was no emergency. Washington Post, same thing. The the, the media has flip-flopped and essentially is saying the same thing that Donald Trump and key Republicans were saying back when the government was shut down. We need a wall. We need a security. Now, they're not saying we need a wall, but what they were fighting was the, the wall based on the fact that there was no reason for the wall. Now they're saying there's a reason, uh, but they haven't quite come to the fact that the wall is a solution. Right. And the wall is, the wall is, is important. Physical barriers are important. They've been shown all over the world, including where there are 
adequate fencing and, and barriers on our southern border, that walls do work. We have some clips from a hearing that happened this week, a hearing that was uh, allowed the Department of Homeland Security Secretary, Christian Nielsen, to come before uh, a House uh, committee. We're going to have some of those clips for you after the break. After this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, broker license number 01147747, NMLS and California Finance Lenders License number 603K610. AM 590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite IE Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And Greg, you earlier said a quote by Ben Franklin about, the, uh, you know, being a republic uh, is the most keeping important. the republic. Keeping the republic is the most important job. I would contend, and maybe we should uh, devote a portion of the show later on to this, that the republic is actually lost, and we are in the business of reclaiming the republic. But Part of losing the republic is this onslaught of uh, individuals at the southern border that make it through and water down uh, the electorate. And the, the reason is, is that the, these people are replenishing the Democrat Party. Right, before we go to the clip, do these people from for various foreign countries have any sense of, any loyalty to, any devotion to the republic and keeping the American Republic. Or even an understanding of the differences between the governments that they are, you know, uh, living under uh, down in Central America and the government that they're coming to. All they know is that America is like the land of plenty, but they don't know. I don't think that they have a an idea as to why. And they certainly won't get it. Their children certainly will not get it in the government-run schools. Amen And, and that, that compounds the problem. So our Secretary of, of Homeland Security was before a House committee this week testifying about border security specifically. Uh, and he she had a lot to say. It was a very long hearing, but we've got a couple of select clips. One of the issues that Donald Trump has talked about, of course, is gang-related activity, MS-13. And Congressman Peter King's district was uniquely impacted by that. They had 25 murders. Here's what he said and asked uh, House uh, I'm sorry, Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Nielsen. I'd like to focus, if I could, on uh, unaccompanied minors, specifically involving MS-13. My district, unfortunately, is probably the epicenter of MS-13. We had a series of uh, 25 murders within 18 months from the fall of 2015 to the spring of 2017. Uh, I think almost all the uh, victims were immigrants. 
documented and undocumented. So it was a uh, slaughter within the immigrant community. Uh, what we found was that many of those murders were carried out by unaccompanied minors. I think in the most recent series of indictments, uh, of the 11 indicted for uh, murder, seven of them had come across as unaccompanied minors. And let me commend uh, your department and others. Uh, since April of 2017, there have been no murders. There were 25 in the previous 18 months, none in Suffolk County since then. But what was found at the time was that these minors coming across, a number of them were actually sent by MS-13, or if they weren't sent by MS-13, the families that volunteered to take them in from uh, HHS were either supporters of MS-13 or had relatives back in Central America whose uh, lives were being threatened if they did not take them in. And then they went into the schools, and in certain schools, there are actually areas of the school that were taken over by MS-13 uh, young people. What the police said at the time was they were concerned that there was no vetting when these unaccompanied minors, I know they get turned over to HHS, so this is more, maybe more of an HHS issue than yours, but again, uh, as to whether or not they had any MS-13 connections, nor was there any vetting of the families who were volunteering to take them, nor were the local police notified when these unaccompanied minors were coming into these school districts, and the school district had no choice but to take them. That clip got cut a little short there, Greg, but your thoughts about what Representative King had to say. It's, 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 it's a small piece of what you get with open borders and unlimited immigration is anybody can come in. There's no stopping it. There's no checks. There's no figuring out is this person, who is this person and is bringing this person in going to benefit America and Americans. American immigration policy should be for the benefit of America and Americans, not the benefit of foreigners who understandably, I mean, if I lived, if I lived in Honduras or Guatemala or one of these similar countries, I'd like to come here too and get the welfare benefits. A lot of these people are coming in. They have, they have chronic health problems that now become the responsibility of American taxpayers to deal with. Yeah, great. I, I understand they're acting in their self-interest. The big problem is, we're not acting in the self-interest of America and Americans. Now, the Democrat Party, as we talked about, is acting in its political interest of bringing in millions upon millions of new Democrat voters because these people vote 80% plus, their children vote 80% plus, their grandchildren vote 80% plus for the Democrat Party. And then there are the cheap labor Republicans whose donors want cheaper labor than Americans, and that includes both unskilled labor as well as highly skilled labor. So you want to replace an American computer graduate with a someone from a foreign country who will work for less. And none of these Republicans, none of these Democrats care one iota about the effect on Americans. So they knew these MS-13 gang members were coming and got set up here and, and, and went through the Obama administration, through the Bush administration, through the Clinton administration, and none of these people in the ruling class cared one iota about the Americans that were, care, that were, that were killed, Americans who lose their job, Americans who have lower wages because for every half, for every one percent of labor force that is foreign, that is immigrant, legal or illegal, that reduces the wages of American workers by half a percent. 
There was a study by the uh, National Academy of Sciences in 2016 that determined that the combined effect of legal and illegal immigration is to reduce the wages of American workers by $500 billion per year. Now, that's great if, you, if, if you're on the hiring end of that. That's $500 billion more in your pocket. That's why the Chamber of Commerce and similar business organizations, yeah, they're all for open borders, amnesty, unlimited immigration. They make more money that way, at least in the short run until the country's governed by people like Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Then they might not like it quite as well. But for right now, they're happy with that unlimited immigration. And in the narrow issue where you started this discussion, the murders of America, the murders taking place by MS-13, and they're not, and these are often very horrific murders, where they are literally tortured to death in the process of being killed. It's not just well, we'll shoot the shoot the person that we want, the gang wants to kill. It is cut them up often while they're alive. Type murders. Yeah, they're they're no doubt about it. MS-13 is very brutal. A couple of things that stood out in Representative King's comments to me. First of all, he said the murders ended in April of 2017. They had begun under the Obama administration primarily because of the Obama administration's policies. And this was the interesting thing: the Democrats during this uh, this uh, hearing they kept pointing to what they felt were policies of Donald of the Trump administration. And uh, Secretary Nielsen kept saying, no, these aren't policies. These are laws we're following. These aren't policies of the Trump administration. The, The zero tolerance thing. That was their policy following the law. So when Representative King says 2017, these murders stopped April, these were policies of the Obama administration that were allowing these kids to come in to communities unvetted. They were being placed with families that were not vetted. They were um, individuals that were coming into the country that weren't being properly vetted for where they came from, what they were doing here, because these were unaccompanied minors. Here's Secretary Nielsen responding to Representative King about what new policies the Trump administration has implemented in order to protect our communities. We do now do background checks. Uh, One of the things I was very concerned about when I uh, came in as secretary is that we were not doing enough Uh, to protect children, to ensure that the adult coming to pick them up out of HHS care uh, did not pose them a threat. And certainly one of the threats that could be posed uh, would be if that uh, adult was part of MS-13. We now do background checks. HHS uses the information on that background check to determine the suitability of the sponsor before they release the child. Uh, I'm not aware, and I'm happy to get back to you for the record, I'm not aware if HHS uh, consistently tells communities uh, where UACs are placed and if there is a concern that the UAC might have gang ties. Uh, I'm not aware of that, but I'm happy to get you that uh, information from HHS. Uh, On the front end, when we encounter UACs, uh, certainly if we believe they are a risk in any way, uh, the brief time that we have them before we transfer them to HHS, uh, we will separate them out from the other population of children uh, for the safety of the other children. But other than that, we do not have a systematic way to ask UACs or look into their background while they're in our custody. 
Yeah, it's it's the well, we're doing the best we can. It's the laws, and they have a certain point there. And, and these laws have been interpreted and expanded by liberal judges. There was a case, there was a settlement done, I think, under the Clinton administration that uh, requires them to release the unaccompanied minors. So, in a sense, they're doing the best they can. But there's, there's more that can be done. There's more they have to be done. And we're going to continue our discussion on immigration and what can and should be done here in our next half hour as well as um, other issues in the second half of Unite IE Radio. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590, The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, broker license number 01147747, NMLS 9873, and California Finance Lenders License number 603K610. Welcome back to the Unite IE Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. We are, it, we work every Saturday to equip individuals out there with the understanding and hopefully some of the tools necessary in order to defend the republic. One very big important tool that is coming up on April the 28th is the annual Unite IE Conservative Conference. In fact, this year will be the sixth annual Unite IE Conservative Conference. And we're zeroing in on two very key areas of activism in the conference. We have Rebecca Friedrichs. Oh, besides the the great eye candy that we've got, Sebastian Gorka, Larry Elder, Tommy Laren, um, Brandon Strock, great people. I mean, you would expect to have to pay between 50 to 60, and in some cases, a couple of hundred bucks, just to see any one of these individuals. But for the very low price of 45 bucks, uh, including the uh, Eventbrite fees, you can see all four. Plus, uh, we've, we're going to be zeroing in, as I said, on two very important areas of activism. The first, I think ground zero for taking back the republic, Greg, is, is getting control of the schools again. The school system between the primary and secondary schools are manufacturing Marxists and socialists and quote-unquote progressives, I'd like to call them, I'd like for all of us to call them regressives from now on, at a rate that they can't be retrained. In other words, we have the lifeboat of the republic that is out there in the seas of a world that is dominated by globalists, socialists, and tyrants, that is the beacon on the hill, as you know, uh, President Reagan said, and we are getting swamped by the stormy seas of these tyrants and other forms of government. We're like bailing it out with a thimble. We have to take the schools back. Rebecca Friedrichs, uh, her case against the California Teachers Union, uh, against the CTA, which fell short of a victory in the Supreme Court because of the death of Anton Anton Scalia, ended up, we had the ruling of Mark Janus against the union in Indiana. 
And we can use that ruling in order to suck the money out of politics. So she'll be there to tell us how we can go about uh, working in on that battlefront. And then churches. Um, we've got to get churches more engaged in the process of getting people, everything from getting them registered to working as centers for uh, this brand new process in our elections out here in California called ballot harvesting. Well, I agree to to a point in terms of education and in terms of engaging the engaging the church and engaging Christians to be biblical citizens. And in fact, our residents Tea Party Patriots is supporting a meeting by the California Salt and Light Council on March 14 with Mike Morrell and 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 others to do to do just that. Where I would differ is that the prospects of of taking control of the government run schools. And the system is it is so entrenched, it is so embedded, it is so diffuse. So it's it's not like you could just say, okay, I'm gonna we're gonna elect a majority to my school board, and then we're gonna be able to control the schools, or or you could elect, we're gonna have we're gonna get a Republican governor, a Republican majority in the state legislature, and then we're gonna control the schools because the control is, and this is what our friend Mark Hur talks about, this marble cake federalism. That the control is, is, is and over schools is from the federal government to the state government to the local school board and the state superintendent of schools in California, which is independently elected. So it, it, it's broad and spread all over these. Plus, you have the teacher unions, which exert tremendous control over all of this, and it just becomes becomes, for all intents and purposes, impossible to take back. The government-run schools. Well, we the should, only, the only, why are we doing the radio show then? Why? why should we even engage in the fight? What should we do? If we can't take back the schools, it means we can't take back the entertainment industry. We can't take back any institution that is... Uh, in, Did we take in, back CBS News? Did we take back CNN? Did we take back the New York Times? No, we didn't. So we should... The strategy, so, so there's nothing we can do? No. Not at all. The strategy that we have successfully employed and are successfully employing in media was not to take back the mainstream media. It was to replace it and then undermine the corrupted leftist mainstream media. And that is the only viable possible strategy to go forward on education and the culture is not we're not going to take back Hollywood. We're not going to take back the government-run school. We're not going to take back the universities, but it is to replace it with new institutions that will that people that and for example, school choice is instead of being able trying to t- control your school is as a parent, as a patriotic parent who believes in the republic and maybe as a Christian parent who believes in Christianity and those principles is you will choose a school for your children that teaches the values and principles that you believe in, not that the teachers unions and the Democrat party and the government run schools want to indoctrinate your children with, and you'll provide your children with a much higher quality of education. So how how are you going to get the parents that can't afford that? to take advantage of a of a either private school, a Christian academy, or to homeschool if that's not an, an option for them? What well, do they do? Well, one is there are people that are working on a school choice initiative for California. And so, you think so, that's going to get passed? 
I think I think it could be passed if our side unified behind it, and it could be actually be it could be a very great thing for us. And what do we do yeah, in the meantime? In, in the meantime, I think that a parent parents have to well, do I want a higher standard of living, or do I, or am I more concerned with the education and welfare of my children? And you may ha- you may have to sacrifice your current consumption. So you think in it's order- tactically possible to get enough parents to withdraw from government schools in order to have an impact in them and do nothing else? And do, I, didn't, I never said do nothing else. I just said that the, pro- the process. Well, I never said don't the, encourage parents the, to, the, get, the, the, to get involved well, in other would- forms of education. What I was saying is the schools are ground zero for educating kids in Marxist, in, in, and indoctrinating them. Well, absolutely, absolutely. But in terms of taking them back, which was the starting point of the discussion, my. Well, how do you know my statement of taking them back didn't involve, in part, encouraging parents to seek alternative forms of education? Well, I think the, the reasonable interpretation of taking back means to is to deal with and take control of the existing system. See, I believe it. it. I believe in E, all of the above. But the point of Rebecca's conversation that she's going to have, which is where we started on this, on the Unite IE Conservative Conference, the point of her conversation is to say, uh, in the meantime, until you get critical mass of enough people that move away from government schools, because I do believe that's part of the solution, we have to with we have to do whatever we can do to suck the money out of politics, which means getting conservative Christian teachers to stop contributing their union dues to unions which are operating in direct opposition to Christian conservative teachers. The, well, absolutely. Suck and that money out. Absolutely. The, the, and even if they're not conservative Christians, the, the teacher union leadership is way, way to the left of where most teachers are. And so even you, you might you might be a centrist Democrat, you might be an independent, but you're not into this far left agenda and having your money taken from you to support this far left agenda and not what a union would normally be thought of as doing is looking out for the economic interests of its members. That's why unions were originally formed. So absolutely, I'm I'm all, I'm all any, anything anything that that reduces the money going into the left and the Democrat Party, I'm all for. So let me rephrase so that we can get back to our conversation about the uh, Department of Homeland Security hearings that were earlier. All I was trying to do is direct people's attention to get their tickets for the United IE Conservative Conference. Education is ground zero for taking back the country. Whether you send your kids to another school or get involved in the fight to get, suck the money out of politics, or as as it, one of the things that she is 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 getting parents alerted to the sex ed curriculum because ultimately our battle is getting enough people out of the stands and onto the playing field in order to engage in the fight to either maintain or take back the republic depending upon what you believe the current status of our republic is but a motivating factor for getting parents even involved in the battle is to understand that there is a curriculum that they may or may not know about that is teaching their kids deviant sexual beliefs and practices in as early as kindergarten. There are probably not too many rank-and-file Democrat parents out there that want their kindergartners taught about anal sex. I, <laughs> uh, maybe a few, but, <laughs> but 
But yeah, that uh, yes, that uh, that among other things is part of the curriculum. So come out to the Unite IE Conservative Conference. Get your tickets. You can get them on the am590.info website. Uh, just click on that. There's a rotating banner. Get your tickets. And I believe, Greg, this is going to sell out and sell out soon. We already are twenty five percent subscribed to the conference. So out of eight hundred uh, seats, uh, we over two hundred, and we're still two months away. So right, Red Sea Party Patriots has already bought two tables, and those are almost filled. We're probably going to buy a third, and maybe even a fourth before we're before we're done here. So get your tickets. We will be back after the break to talk further about immigration, one of those issues that we are losing the republic on after this message from one of our sponsors. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we're back to the subject of what Ann Coulter says, spot on accurate, immigration is the most important issue because it determines all other issues. And up by way of coming attractions, if the Democrats get the House, the Senate, and the White House in 2020, in January of 21, they will pass a mass amnesty for 20 to 40 million illegal aliens, and then it will be all over for America and our cause because it won't, it won't matter what we do. The voting pool, will be, the voting deck will be so stacked against us with people that vote 80% plus for the Democrat Party. Republicans will never win a national election again, and there'll be maybe a few Republican senators and members of Congress from the remaining red states and districts, but they'll have, it'll be worse than California is today for the Republican Party and for the cause of liberty and conservatism. There was an interesting exchange at the hearing this week between uh, Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security and Congressman McCall, where... She he he clarified something about the the challenge in actually returning unaccompanied minors that I had never heard before. Clip number one. You have three million migrants coming out of Venezuela into Colombia, and they're probably going to start heading up north. Um, this is a humanitarian crisis at its worst. We're going down there, and we're also going to go to the northern. Triangle, can you tell us the latest on the Central American Security Initiative and how we can stop these families from making, you know, paying $6,000? You must be very desperate to say, here, Coyote, I'm going to give you $6,000 to take my child. What can we do to stop that desperation? 
The number of unaccompanied children is part of the humanitarian crisis. These are children whose parents decided to send them alone on a very, very dangerous journey at the hands of most often smugglers and coyotes or traffickers into the United States. What we hear from the Northern Triangle governments, they have said this publicly, I am sure that they will tell you when you visit them, is they want their children back. Our laws uniquely allow us to send uh, Mexican children back home after they have gone through a process and do not have a legal right to stay. But under the law, we cannot send children from other countries back, except for Mexico and Canada. So the Northern Triangle governments have said to us, they will say to you, please send us our children back. We want them reunited with our families and communities here. We don't want the smugglers to be able to convince parents to send their children on this perilous journey where they are absolutely victims of violence and abused. As you know, sir, very unfortunately, because of the increase in violence at ICE, when we have families with children, we have to give every girl a pregnancy test over 10. This is not a safe journey. So I ask again that we change the law, we treat all children the same, and we afford them the opportunity to go back home if they have no legal right to be in the United States. The other part of this that I think we need to do is we need to find a way to be able to keep families together. Families need to be able to be kept together, go through the process. If they have a legal right to stay, we will welcome them here. If they don't have a legal right to stay, the most humanitarian thing to do is to remove them efficiently and effectively. Now, I never heard of this term. I think I've heard it, but it really, she used it a lot in this hearing. The Northern Triangle Governments. This is El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. I never knew that the United States did not have the legal authority to send back children from other than Canada and Mexico. That was news to me in this hearing. Did you ever heard that before? No, I knew that when they, they crossed the border before the recent rulings that basically everyone that crosses the border is allowed to stay is if you are a Mexican, they could put you back across the border. But if you were other than Mexican, they called them OTMs, then you couldn't do that. So the, it's, it seems like an, an, an analogous policy. And it's also part of the, if you look at it from an American perspective, the idiocy of our immigration laws and policies is that it's all a all of immigration law is a sham and a scam on American workers and American taxpayers. It's all designed to benefit other people's interests, not them. And all of immigration as it's presently constructed is a detriment and harmful to American taxpayers and American workers. And this is just one small example of how this is. We're bringing these children in here which now become the burden of American taxpayers to support, educate, provide health care for. Why? Of what possible benefit to America and Americans is doing that? There isn't any. Now, it benefits the Democrat Party. It may benefit businesses that want cheap labor. But it sure doesn't benefit American workers and American taxpayers. But that's, in a small example, exemplifies American immigration law and American immigration policy at this time. See, you used the word policies earlier, and that was really something that she was very careful to differentiate between policy and law. By law, we are not allowed to return 
uh, minors from other than Mexico and Canada to their countries by law. So and that's what she's asking for there. Change the laws to enable us to be able to um, do our jobs, essentially, is what she's saying. We can't do our jobs of keeping the border uh, operational control of our southern border and deal with these uh, migrants that are coming up from these uh, what they call and again, uh, a term that may be new to some, but the northern triangle countries of El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. And then she uh, he, he directed the conversation, of course, at this humanitarian crisis that is Venezuela. The neighboring countries to Venezuela are dealing with a exodus of people from Venezuela. And many of those people could be bound for America, making that dangerous trip up through those countries and then Mexico. And why not? As with current law, as interpreted and enforced by liberal Democrat judges, everyone that crosses the U.S. border is allowed to stay. Now, there was a lot of contention in this hearing. The Democrats continually went after her about the Trump administration policies. Here is uh, a... Uh, Democrat Congressman uh, Langevin, who went after Donald Trump for what he said he kept lying about the numbers. The president said that there were never so many uh, apprehensions at the border in history up until now. Is that is that accurate? Is the president was the president accurate? It, it again, it depends on the context because it depends on the type of migrant, sir. Okay, it's it's either the, the four hundred thousand figure is either accurate. Or it's not. If it's accurate, then the president was not accurate. Is that is that correct? Again, we've had uh, we've had monumental uh, high numbers in some areas of the border. Uh, Jim, I'm some, just trying to get a yes or no. It's, I, it's, it's, sir, it's, I just it don't know the con- I just don't me. know the context of his statement. Okay. So I, I'm just I'm trying to give you my most accurate testimony. What I can tell you is that in some places uh, we have had record months of families. Uh, in some areas we ha- have had record numbers of apprehensions. Okay. Well, well as a gentleman, yeah, I think he's asking for the, the total number, not a selected category. The, the total number we are on track for this year for 900,000 uh, apprehensions at the border. But that wasn't the question. Okay. Is the president misleading the American people? Is he accurate in what he's saying? It's the the largest amount of uh, of detentions or is it apprehensions at the board? In some categories, we have had record-breaking apprehensions. Well, the the president's claim in in the way I read it is misled the American people. Uh, It it gave the public fundamentally flawed uh, factual information, not a key what a question. Did you take any steps uh, to correct the information when the, the president stated what he did? Uh, we provide uh, information that we gather from CBP and well, all of our components for that matter. Uh, we provide them as a matter of course to the White House, uh, and we try to put those numbers in context. Well, Madam Secretary, you know, the reason I ask these questions uh, is they really go directly to the, the, the heart of the rationale for the president's emergency declaration. Uh, the, the president has been telling the public uh, that there's an emergency at, uh, at the border uh, because crossings and apprehensions are at record high levels. Uh, but uh, as you really have uh, conceded yourself uh, in the testimony, uh, the facts are exactly the opposite uh, when you're talking, you're looking at the, the actual number. 
apprehensions today are substantially smaller than they were uh, 20 years ago. Now, the Democrats were after Donald Trump, either to for, to the credibility or to the policy. They were never about how do we solve whatever's happening at the border. They were all about just damaging the credibility of Donald Trump, as happened in that clip. You know, he's going directly at the number. And you, if you look at the media today, they're reporting that we have a record number of family units approaching the border. And they're approaching these areas that have no fence. Right. And in, you know, we talked we've talked about several times now is that all of these people in times past, there may have been people crossing the border, but they were turned around and sent back. Now it's everyone who gets across the border is allowed to stay. They're released into the country, and then they work. They get on welfare. They go to schools. They get. They access our health care system at the all to the burden of American taxpayers. So that is it's fundamentally different. And, and you, our listeners, are allowed to stay tuned into AM five ninety. And in our final minute, I just wanted to remind folks, Greg, that they can go to the AM five ninety dot info website. And click on the rotating banner to as a uh, to get access to the registration page on Eventbrite, so that they can pick up their tickets because this event is going to sell out. And the funny thing is, for the Republicans, in given their lack of enforcement of immigration laws, seventy-five percent of the people agree with the following statement: We have a moral duty to create an immigration system that protects the lives and jobs of our citizens. So, not only is it vital to saving the country. It's actually politically popular to save the country from the current uncontrolled mass immigration system. And our, and our listeners have a moral duty to save the republic as well. As well, tune in next week for another edition of Unite, i.e. Radio at 4 p.m. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision, 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.